Welcome back to the Quiet Onset Podcast. I'm Jon Graf, and I'm joined by my host Lachlan Seely. How are you doing this week? Good, man. I've yeah. uh, I realized each week going back and listening to these episodes, I'm always like, "Thanks for having me back," but I'm like on every week, so I don't you know are I keep saying I'm. You back. are on a thin rope each week. <laughs> you might not come back. Constantly here. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks for not firing me. I guess I uh, perpetually I keep this... you in this Discord room as well. You are. I don't not know how this works. Leave. Like you have all the logins and passwords to like yeah. all of our accounts and i'm just here <laughs> recording so you're my i'm boss? not yes oh fuck I, I can't think of the quote right now but it's like i'm not coming back for like a certain thing i'm coming back for everything i don't even everything. know the movie that's it yeah uh <laughs> oh that's uh the social network social the social network. network that's it yeah oh my god uh, we even did a roll that again not not that like a roll that again as in the roll that again that we now do but uh back in the day uh what the role that again used to be, I guess. What? The, yeah, yeah. It's it's baby footsteps, and now it has grown to be an adolescent um, teen. I don't know. <laughs> it's in its beginning stages, about to grow up. Uh, but but yeah. Uh, so we have a bit of an update. I guess the first episode of the Roll That Again podcast is out. We are recording yes. another episode right after this one. Um, so there should be another one up fairly soon. So go check that out as well. Which I don't um, think we announced, but it's uh. No, it's we haven't. King Arthur: Legend of the Sword. Sorry. The yes. Guy Ritchie, 2017 flop. Big flop. I realize, so, yeah, yeah, I realized that uh, we kind of we've done two films that we've recorded. Yeah. One's has been released, and one is known as Episode Zero and shall not be released. <laughs> one of those is Scream, and the other is Independence Day. Independence mm -hmm. Day being the one that we released. Uh, and now I thought, well, we were gonna do Snatch, which came out a couple years later. Mm. Uh, not you know very close, but you know in the, almost the same age as what Independence Day was. Uh, yeah, I get into to it when we do roll that again but i thought it'd be kind of interesting to do a, a modern one this time and also mm -hmm. a film that wasn't as successful as exactly yeah those two other films so i'm excited to talk about it later on and uh you should be too i'm forcing <laughs> you because that's my <laughs> podcast and you're joining me listen bitch. okay wait 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 i got eight eight pages of notes for quiet on set guess how many pages eight. i got for rolled it again six eight i'm i'm wow. keeping it equal man i'm, I'm prepared you could have just done ready. like you could have just done like four <laughs> enters between each note that you made just like well, four gaps mm, uh yeah i'm not showing you my show notes then <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> anyways um add well, new page add new page add new page <laughs> yeah exactly it's just like it's just like one actual note it's like i watched it luckland be happy um but also the video podcast launched we did decide to um put that first episode out on youtube and um thanks for the people who checked uh, thanks for the people who checked it out uh this one i guess if you're watching this on youtube then hey hey you see me right now we are back on here uh so we'll keep this a video format and um yeah i like this new direction that we're going in um but uh let's actually get finally into the show wait Lachlan, do you have do you have a dune cam a second one set up or like can i i don't have know? dune cam i've basically just got wherever my webcam has been dropped off to which seems to be <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, you can see the tripod it's sitting on. You can see the yeah. book that I'm currently reading. This is uh, art. It's very dusty as well. Book for a warranty book for a, a, a bag that I just bought. My <laughs> monitor stand, and uh, I think that's what is that? Oh, it's my lens cap. So does yeah, that does Dune, that come with Dune a director's cut? Now, <laughs> yeah, Dune Cam today is just gonna be drunk uh, camera cam <laughs> or, or or just dumped camera cam. So. Dumped camera. Damn camera. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get anything um, prepped for this episode. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's okay. We can keep the standards up of having something like Dune Cam each week. I mean, that would be crazy. Uh, but uh, also something I really wanted to vent about real quick before we get into, I, I swear to you, we'll get into the show, is daylight saving time. Man, I, it's so confusing because America just switched, I think, on the 14th. And then two okay. weeks later, on the last Sunday of each month of, of March, is when um, is when uh, Europe is doing it, including the country that I'm in right now, Switzerland. Uh, so Wait, for two weeks, uh, there's going to be like a difference in, in time with the US where they are like one hour closer to us. But also, additionally, not, I guess it doesn't really affect us. No, it does affect us at the end of the day. Uh, it's just like that on March 27th, we are moving one hour forward. Uh, but you, being in Eastern Australia, don't move forward as well. But the rest of Australia does a week later. So yeah, if you you're, kept you're up with any of that. I'm on the west side of Australia, not the east side. Oh, uh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I, I flipped it. But um, yeah. That's okay. No, you're, you're That's up. You're exactly. up. I'm upside down. You're the right side up, obviously, in perspective of Earth because yeah you know morbius um, yes mm -hmm. yeah exactly australians are upside down uh yeah no in a like there's like three states that don't do daylight savings and i'm pretty sure it's like queensland western australia and i think it's the northern territory i think there's just the three states that just don't do daylight savings which i just remember kind of when i was in australia it, it, we i guess we were in where we were in queensland and i was just super confused when like time differences kept changing and it didn't adjust but some places it did it was just and it is like one state where you have like half an hour as well isn't that like this is yeah. dude time is confusing is, yeah. which i yeah, guess is dumb. a perfect tie-in to a movie that we're talking about later on with after yang anyways coming up in today's show speaking of that we are looking at the trailers for the unbearable weight of massive talent the obi-wan kenobi trailer just completely forgot about the podcast i thought we turned into a daylight savings podcast uh, <laughs> i could talk i podcast. Spent half an hour yesterday going through the Wikipedia and looking at mm. maps of where yeah. what stuff is happening. Well, it's technically, interesting you didn't spend topic. an hour at all because you've gone back an hour. So <laughs> you technically gained yourself <laughs> half an hour. You didn't waste any time at all, bro. Don't worry. Yes. <laughs> if I switch my VPN to the US while I do that, I actually save time. Man, you're time traveling, bro. You're fucking time traveling. Forget hot tub time machine. Say hello to VPN time machine. Oh my God. Uh, but yeah, um, where was I? Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer is also out, uh, as well as a trailer for The Boys Season 3 and Miss Marvel uh, or Man, Miss Marvel. I don't know. Yeah, it is quite a big trailer week. And uh, I caught up with a couple of TV shows. Uh, and uh, Lachlan, what, what, uh, what did you watch? I guess this I is for later on. Hey, well, I guess we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, and um, yeah, finally, we got some reviews for uh, Coconadas after Yang. And we'll look at the new Pixar film, I'm Turning Red. But uh, if you want to skip around to anything specific that interests you, the time codes are, as always, down in the description below. Uh, also, don't forget to drop, uh, I guess, a like on YouTube uh, and maybe share it and uh, rate us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. It goes a long way um, to help us grow the show. Uh, but uh, Lachlan, let's, without further ado, get into the news of this week. And 
first up we got uh some news on the warner bros front of dceu uh wait is it dceu is it like the dc, DC cinematic european universe? union or is it what what is it in i, uh, I don't know universe Extended Universe, that's what I was looking for. Extended is very on point with Warner Brothers and Zack Snyder just needing everything extended. Anyway, anyways, they need an extension on these releases uh, because uh, a couple of their films have just been pushed back. Uh, pretty much all the DCEU films have just been pushed back one slot. Uh, so Aquaman moves out of 2022 from December 16th to March 17th, uh, 2023. Uh, the Flash also moves uh, moves from November 4th to June 23rd, uh, 2023. And uh, Black Adam moves from its July 29th release to October 21 uh, later this year. And then uh, Jazam, which was set to come out, I think quite soon, I, I forgot to uh, put the date in here, is now moved up to the Aquaman date uh, on December 16th, 2022, which is also the same release date as Avatar 2. <laughs> Which is interesting because like at first it seemed maybe they're moving Ooh. Aquaman away from that release date. So, you know, because it competes with with not underwater creatures, but isn't like part of it, isn't like a big part of Avatar was filled at uh, um at those um I don't know the uh the term of it in English, like what it's called, but like the, the deepest um part of the ocean in the Mariana Pacific. Trench. Mariana Trench, yeah. I, I was about to say like Ma Marinera Trench, and I was like, that's a sauce. <laughs> the Marinate Trench. <laughs> Uh, well, you just go there and you marinate your ribs for a couple hours and you bring it up because all that pressure just really like and it is really deep fried by the end of it you mm. know being so deep Yum. down the ocean um but yeah That's where I, I don't KFC know was invented like do you have any do you have any thoughts on this um I, because like uh, to me it's just like real estate shifts right find it kind of funny that they had that big uh trailer like dc yeah. universe 2022 with all of these films and they're like just literally almost like two weeks later because i remember seeing it at the batman mm. screening and it's like oh no we're just gonna move like half of them to 2023 yeah um, it's it's an interesting fact with avatar 2 uh the same date because you know some of these films have semi got a trailer some of them semi don't um or at least yeah. some sort of you know we have some idea of what it's going to look like we have no yeah. idea what the fuck avatar 2 is looking like right now james no, cameron has been right? locked in his little fucking hole he's been he's been stuck at the bottom of the mariana trench editing this fucking thing and yeah. we haven't seen a single thing about it so what they're gonna do to try to make avatar 2 as successful as avatar 1 because they've got a lot of i wouldn't say i wouldn't say there's hype but they've got a lot of weight on their shoulders for yeah. the sequel um what they're gonna do to get audiences to see this film over say shazam fury of the gods will be kind of interesting i'd like to i can't wait to see what their marketing campaign is actually going to look like <laughs> it's very funny the shazam director uh posted on twitter that uh shazam one was a christmas movie that was uh released in summer and mm. then now he's making a summer film that's released on christmas <laughs> yeah so um yeah uh, i mean i'm apart from maybe the flash i'm not really interested in any of these films anyways if i'm being completely honest uh but i think jazam is just gonna get a bit buried but uh, i mean you never know if avatar turns out to be kind of a flop as well not that cameron really has directed a lot of flops he usually mm. i guess uh goes for something big and uh yeah he's a uh, great filmmaker we know yeah, that yeah. for a fact he's got a oh, yeah, very sure. good number of he's got a large list of good films essentially 
compared to his bad films. I wouldn't even say they might be a bad film. I'd say they're all pretty good in most people's eyes. So we mm. know that Avatar 2 is going to be a good movie. Whether it's going to be a successful movie, whether everyone's going to be like, oh yeah, I want to go see that, is going to be interesting because, you know, films can make a billion dollars pretty easily these days in cinemas. Now that COVID is basically coming to a end, uh, let's see where Avatar 2 is going to slot in. Is it going yeah. to be as successful? Is it going to be, you know, a, a, a flop? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was just like a moment in time in 2009 as well where it was just like so big and kept, like the way that it was going was just it uh, never got out of cinemas. It stayed there for a long mm. time. Kind of similar how the success of, well, not really because Spider-Man was like a really big opening just when it came out. So it was like a different time as well. So I don't think that success, at least in that way, can be replicated. But in an ever-changing industry, especially uh, in on the cinema front, uh, it's going to be super interesting to see this trend just from a numbers perspective um anyways uh speaking of numbers dune is adding a second number to its name because it's dune part two i don't didn't know dunes. how to segue into the next thing um, but apparently <laughs> dunes yes <laughs> Um, apparently Florence Pugh is potentially joining the cast of Dune 2 as well. So that's one piece of news, which is exciting to me. I love Florence Pugh. And the second one, uh, I guess is that, uh, Villeneuve says, uh, they're about to begin shooting pretty soon. Um, which is also exciting. Uh, but when do you think we'll get Dune 2? What do you think, uh, if you had to predict a release date? It's going to be a while, which I'm okay. I don't December 16th, 2022, <laughs> rivaling Avatar. <laughs> I don't want them to rush into this like i yeah. want a sequel that's thought out methodically now whether they've done the majority of this pre-production work and they just split number one and two up and they kind of just like put number two on the back burner and they knew what number one was going to be that's exciting mm -hmm. and hopefully we'll get to see it sooner but uh hearing that they're pretty much done with the script and they're you know in pre-production stages for filming uh gets me excited that i'm going to see it sooner rather than later but yeah it depends how much of the effects are going to be in this bad boy <laughs> yeah that's also like to i guess go back real quick to the dcu shifts i think that's also a reason why those movies are pushed back uh, even think... avatar 2 <laughs> as well. yeah that, that Actually, is crazy all that's the movies like we've like we discussed so far yeah a lot of effects heavy stuff and i think they've set just the dates for avatar like so far in advance and i mean i think he shot two three and four at the same time um so which I think is the editing... ridiculous by the way yeah so Just i don't know if that comment. that is very ridiculous but it, it, i think there's like the way that he's described it there's um time jumps where you get to see a character later on but it's like two movies down so he needed to shoot that straight away so see, that's like so ridiculous like that is, i know that yeah. for for most film productions you film it in the most <laughs> budget-friendly way and yeah. typically that's not in order typically it's like there's very rare occasions that you would film scene one to scene you know six uh in order right that's yeah. way more expensive because it's it's too methodical in a sense that it's like you have to go like back and forth especially if you do time jumps but to mm -hmm. shoot three <laughs> movies in the same shooting time and you're like hey by the way so we're gonna do it to the next scene which is in four movies down the line page 52 paragraph six cool action <laughs> Like that is I, like to the actors, that's some credit that needs to be given. Uh, yeah, big props to the first AD and the script supervisor. That job must be so tedious and crazy. Um, but but yeah, James Cameron uh, is both director, I'm, assistant director. <laughs> he is everything. It's just all him. He, he also uh, 
shoots it so he ages as well and he shoots himself in that way as well so but imagine he just like shot this thing since 2009 <laughs> just so he basically does boyhood but for avatar uh anyways let's move on to this week's uh trailers and first up we got the unbearable weight of massive talent which uh just premiered at south by southwest uh it currently has um a rating of 87 uh 78 sorry on metacritic which is quite Ooh. high for metacritic i'd say and it's coming out in limited release on april 22 so uh yeah so this is uh, the movie where nick cage acts as himself so okay do you have any thoughts uh on this are you are you keen man i thought the first trailer got me excited and i kind of wanted to keep yeah. my eyes away from it so i didn't really look at this trailer but I have to now because of the podcast so i watched it sorry uh no no it's okay it's okay uh because this trailer was dope <laughs> like it actually gives me a story that i know i'm going into and mm -hmm. i like the story i really do yeah. like the story so far so if metacritic is giving it a 78 and it's the majority of it has been positive has it been are there any do you have any like audience I, reviews by any chance um well we could have a look at uh what the critics said if there's a difference there but um the one thing i heard and i i don't consider this a spo spoiler at all but it's just like that it, it's not um uh, that that like the premise is very promising and they do a bit to under deliver on that and it shifts into more action later on which um i mean I don't care. you could like it or you can't <laughs> I don't care. like i think that it's just like very in theme of nick cage that just the movie loses itself maybe a bit and it just goes bonkers uh and I, I don't know. It's just Nick Cage is perfect for this role. Uh, they obviously probably, ha I mean, they have written it for him, obviously. But it's like, mm. I don't know if there's any other actor that uh, this would work with. I mean, it would be very funny with John Travolta because he's been in so many shit movies. True. Uh, but Cage also still has like the talent where I can see he brings a role like Pig, you know, every now and then. Um, and then he goes off to do something crazy. Uh, I'm excited because so. the last thing I watched him in was Pig. So yeah. going to this should be very exciting. There's no user scores yet because obviously it's 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 not out yet for uh, audiences. So it's all just critic reviews and there's only about eight on Metacritic. But the majority of them yeah. are positive. The lowest one is only 60. And I would still say that's a, that's a, that's a good solid, movie. Yeah. It's an enjoyable movie. Like yeah. uh, what was... Uh, hang on. Well, there was um, for, for the, from the directors of Swiss Army uh, Man, um, the Everything Everywhere All at Once. That has been getting raving reviews. Like people Good, saying it's I'm the best movie of the that. year. And I'm so, uh, now I'm so keen for it. Uh, I'm, I'm very looking, for much it. looking forward to that. Yeah. I'm excited. Oh, we don't it. have I'm a new trailer for it. So yeah. Cage movies. Um, yeah. By date. The, the, actually, no. I think the last film I watched him in was, was Prison, Prison of, of the, the Ghostland. Ghostland. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Okay, so Prison of a Ghostland got 53, Pig got 82, and then I also yeah. saw The Croods and New Age, funnily enough, which is 56. I saw that too. I never got to see Color Out of Space, which I was kind of Me excited neither. to watch. Oh, no, I, I did. I might watch that. Um, I did, yeah. But like, my God, does, does he's... <laughs> That these movies just go from real bad to real quick. Like Looking Glass, 33, Mum and Dad, 59, uh, Mandy, 81, which that's a good one as well. I haven't seen um, that one yet. So if Mandy gets an 81, Pig's an 82, and then you've got, let's say, Willy's Wonderland at 44, and Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent is 78. Man, I think I'm going to enjoy this movie. I think yeah, I'm going to fucking too. enjoy this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll check it out. Um, I don't know, probably not on april 22nd because it is just out in limited release we'll have to wait and see when the regional uh, releases will happen 4K. for us <laughs> yeah 
the unbearable weight of getting I'll a be like, nah, massive not the best TV movie on 4K this year. It's an uh, unbearable weight of massive talent. Uh, anyways, let's move on to the Obi Wan Kenobi trailer and that <sighs> mini series that premieres on uh, May 25th um, uh, and is a six episode series uh, directed by Deborah Chow and uh, is set nine years before A New Hope. So, Lachlan, are you keen? Is this the Star Wars story that you've been waiting for? <laughs> uh, you heard me when I was before we did the podcast. Like, I've already seen yeah. this trailer like four or five times before today. Yeah. But I just watched it again because I didn't need to, but I wanted to because I'm so excited. It looks like it's higher quality than some of the other Star Wars TV shows that have come out recently, which kind of gets mm. me excited. It just feels like it's like they've put a lot of tender love and care into this series over some of the other ones, especially Book of Boba Fett, in my opinion. Um, yeah. But I am excited. Do you beyond. think it could be bigger than uh, The Mandalorian? Just in like Do people's I interest? <laughs> yes. It's kind of a trick question. I think it, I think it's fair to say that it probably will be. My gosh, if this is not the most successful Disney Plus TV show to date, I don't know what's wrong with Star Wars community. <laughs> yeah, because they do love themselves some Ewan, <laughs> which I can agree with, and some Obi-Wan as well. Only thing is, only thing is, just so I'm not all positive about it, I did hear as a little rumor that uh, they kind of had an idea of bringing Darth Maul into it and then they scrapped it. Mm. I do know this is only a six episode miniseries, so there's no chance of a second season because they're kind of like it's a one off kind of thing. Um, yeah. Well, but I know. I mean, they always, I mean, it's, it's Disney Dolls. Uh, yeah, no, no. if, it, if it's going to make a money, they're going to pump it out. Um, yeah. I really wish that wasn't the case that they scrapped Darth Maul. Um, mm -hmm. And I kind of wish it was 10 episodes. I kind of wish. Yeah. It was like a longer. I, I I don't think six episodes is enough unless they're going to be hour long episodes. Which if they're hour long episodes, you know they're going to do like Game of Thrones season eight and just make big long episodes, but sh less of them. Okay, maybe. But if it's going to be the same length as Mando or Book of Boba Fett, I don't think I'm going to be very happy with that. I if yeah. it is, I would like ten. If it's going to be hour long, then I'm okay with six. But if it's going to be hour long and fifteen minutes of fucking credits, then no, I'm not going to be happy with that either. So yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not all like happy with what they're going to present if they present a nice sweet little story i'm cool with that but like i, I kind of wish it was kind of wish it was bigger i think i could also see a quite um reasonably uh founded um a problem of or like a previous problem that they had of having a story that's kind of just like going along and you have some narrative and then a bad guy comes in fifth episode is resolved in episode six with like maybe yep. Anakin coming in I um, then like that could very much be the case and I feel like if they maybe like go a bit bigger and bring him in earlier I think I hope it, the, the dynamic could be uh, is it the interesting you know? I hope the Inquisitors yep. play like that like that underlining villain that are always mm. reporting back to Darth Vader, um, or Anakin, yeah. whatever you want to refer to him as. Um, I hope they're referring. I, I hope they keep going back to Anakin, and mm -hmm. he is that kind of big bad that doesn't do any action until maybe Episode Five and Six. Like he's he's there, he's in there. They're talking to him. He's actually active within this series. Oh, yeah, and exactly. Just yeah, pop up. So I hope they just don't pop him up and be like, "Here's Vader." I hope they kind of be like, "Here's Darth Vader." Here's Annie. And he just gets, <laughs> yeah, he just gets more and more menacing as it goes along. So I, I like, yeah. I just want to. 
see the the like I want to see Darth Vader popping off because give me Hayden. I love Rogue One. Give me some Hayden. I love Rogue One because Darth Vader's in it and he pops off. So I want to yeah. see some motherfucking lightsaber battles. I want to see one more lightsaber battle between Vader and uh, Obi Wan, and I would also yeah. like to see Obi Wan and Darth Maul. Um, I've heard a lot of great things about the Clone Wars animated series, and mm-hmm. I've been meaning to actually sit down and watch it. I've watched kind of like the first season, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've heard a lot of great things about it. So that and I think it's the Bad Batch as well is also pretty good. So I, right. I kind of want to sit down and watch that. Uh, when have I got May twenty fifth? I might be able to watch it for then. Uh, yeah, uh, and we'll see if we do a a series review maybe after episode one. We'll check in, and uh, this is probably going to be a show that we both watch week by week. Um, so we might have. A oh bit yeah, of there's our no thoughts. way I'm just gonna save it right to the end. I'm watching yeah, this on, week by week. Uh, what we've been watching, we'll probably end up talking about it uh, a bit during uh, those uh, six weeks. Uh, anyways, um, another show that's not dropping weekly, at least for the first three episodes, they all drop on June 3rd, uh, is um, The Boys Season 3. Uh, and then it will go to a weekly release till June 8th with a total of eight episodes. Uh, so, um, Lachlan, what did you think of this first trailer where we got to see Butcher have power? Uh, you you saw the first two seasons of The Boys, right? Yeah, no, I've, I've seen the first two seasons. Yeah. This was very exciting to see because uh, I, I was pretty hyped for season three. However, mm-hmm. while watching it, I realized I've forgotten the story. Yeah, me too. I was like, wait, Butcher got powers? Wait, and I don't think he I did. I was like, I don't remember that. I was like, what? I, am I missing? Yeah. Am I missing something here? So it's I either like, I, I really probably have to go back and rewatch it, which I don't mind because yeah. I did enjoy my first watching uh, of the series, but I forgot the story. So I was kind of like at a loss. The trailer was dope though. I think the trailer it, was pretty good. It was like, got me interested, but I forgot the story. Sorry. It's, um, it's still feel like I feel think the only downfall to this could be that it leans too much into we have just the gore and we are you know darker and that's what we do and the story ultimately doesn't end up being interesting Mm. so far that hasn't really been the case with season two i thought that that one was quite solid as well uh super entertaining um so so i'm uh yeah i remain um positive about uh the quality of season three as well and uh we also got our first look at jensen ackles as a soldier boy (laughs) Not that soldier boy, uh, the soldier boy in the boys. You <laughs> imagine it's just like his power is to sell you like shitty consoles, the so- uh, soldier console. console. <laughs> and you game, and then you become addicted, and you don't I'm do crime. Exclusive to soldier console, soldier boys console platform. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, anyways, speaking of superheroes, we also got the first trailer for Miss Marvel um, that comes out on June 8th. And uh, yeah, had an interesting trailer, I got to say, with The weekend and Blinded by the Light mm. playing in the background the whole time. Uh, interesting visual approach at the start with those comic book accurate bubbles that didn't continue throughout the whole trailer. So I'm wondering if that's like a visual style that's in certain scenes or was it just for the trailer? Uh, but yeah, what do you think of this first look? at Miss Marvel. I don't know the character, so I'm I'm not very familiar with her powers, but she seems very, very cool. Yeah. Overall, I thought the, the style was alright, and I really didn't care that it was blinded by the light, and it was all like, oh, look at my sparkly powers, yada, yada, yada. I really do overall like the style that this trailer has presented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the comic book thing kind of ended pretty quickly, but I was thinking that's maybe just a quick thing that they do to like set up the character's yeah. quirkiness, but uh, yeah, again, six episodes, because I don't 
don't know the character, I guess I I don't know if I need a full season of 10 episodes that are, you know, uh, 45 minutes long. In this case, six episodes might be fine to kind of get up and running. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm kind of not overall. I, okay, I'm going to take a quick moment to comment on six episode seasons. I don't know if I like yeah. it. I think I like 10 episodes a season. It's more yeah. clean. It gives you more time. Things feel less rushed. I just feel like that's a better way of doing TV shows. I don't know why it stopped. Can someone explain, please? Uh, why I think it's just a binging model as well. Season. You know that it's uh, if you have something that's too long and you don't do it week by but week. Which this will weekly? be. Uh, this will be week by week. Uh, and I think it's just like this event that they have for six weeks, and it's probably yeah. I don't know because they like uh, I I I don't know if Moon Moon Knight is also gonna be six episodes or if it's gonna be eight. But I I actually am in between. Um, I think six is too short. Ten can be too long. Where like episode six or seven kind of drags. I think eight is the sweet spot at the moment. So I'm like, you know, uh, I think uh, the boys has it figured out with their uh, eight um, episode seasons. Um, but yeah, it also depends on how long they are because a lot of the Marvel shows were felt a bit more like they were just one movie split up into, uh, I guess, longer drawn out TV episodes. You they know? spent like, they, they felt like 90 minute long movies as yeah. a TV show. And uh, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of that because that just means that they are uh, adjusting the the cinematic model to boost um, the streaming service, which makes sense, like to to create uh, to create a longer event other than just like a a smaller film that wouldn't be as big uh, in this in cinemas. But uh, I do like an origin story uh, in form of a TV show that then I guess kind of leads to uh, like like it's optional, you know, you don't really have to watch it. But then she'll appear in next year's The Marvels, which is which is going to be with Brie Larson uh, and probably a bunch of other characters uh, and she shall be in that as well uh, so it's basically like an origin story a, a setup for um, the continu- continuance of this character uh, but yeah um, I think this kind of ties in nicely with Turning Red because it's very much that like teenage energy uh, although I'm not like the big the biggest fan of the fangirl character but it, it is like a very much a stereotype uh, that they have but like most of I guess big Marvel stuff usually is so I guess you can't really fault it for that uh, but um, yeah uh, we'll we'll probably check it out. Uh, I don't know, Lachlan, if you'll be watching it, but um, me being the uh, person that I am, I'll probably uh, check it out anyways. And then um, something that all of you should be watching because it's going to be the epitome of art uh, this year later on, you know, releasing on September 23rd. So it is up for Oscar contention in best animated film is Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. So as someone who of the has seen the Shrek films Movie like 10 years ago, year. And can't remember then, hasn't seen the first Puss in Boots. Uh, Luckily, I'm going to hand this off to you. What do you think of It's going to be Puss movie of the year. Uh, yeah. Move no, over... Sonic 2 is coming out, Lachlan. Move over Sonic 2. Move over uh, everything. What is it? A- everything uh, A24. all at once. Yeah. That everything one? Everything all yeah. at once. Yeah. Move over that. Move over... What else is coming out this year that could be movie of the year? The Batman? Get the fuck out of my way. You know, you're yeah. not a real superhero. You know who's a real no. superhero? Someone Puss with nine boots. lives. Yeah. Nine lives. You know and why? As to learn I have the a meaning, feeling they're going to kill yeah. off Puss in Boots. That would be crazy. They're gonna kill that him, he, and then it it it's continues the series with the lady friend that he meets. They're gonna do Puss in Heels, uh, twenty Puss in Heels uh, episode season on Disney Plus <laughs> about him and the cat afterlife, and it's ba- yeah. basically the Coco version of Puss in Boots. So it's the I, Shrek I, universe. <laughs> it's all the cookies crumbled up <laughs> in heaven. Puss in Boots, the Last Wish. What did I have? I had something. It was something to do with Puss in Boots. 
Fuck, what is it? Hang on. The joke's somewhere here. There is. Maybe maybe in another life. <laughs> You'll find it. Nah, it's gone. I've, I've lost okay. it. Okay, okay. He's uh, departed. My joke's my joke needs to go. Needs to die. Needs to die. Uh, but, but yeah, that's uh, another outing in the Shrek universe. Luckily, do you want to see a, a sequel to Shrek or maybe a remake? Um, a remake? Point, Are or? you the fucking devil? <laughs> Who the fuck would want a remake of Shrek? Whoever makes a remake of Shrek deserves a special place in hell because it's already the most perfect, amazing movie that has yeah, ever you don't, made. Yeah, you don't. And yeah, I yeah. can't believe that you haven't watched it. I have. I've seen it. I just haven't yeah. seen Puss in Boots. I've seen Shrek. I think I've seen um at least have you the seen first Shrek two? two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen the first three. I What's think the I plot haven't of seen Shrek two. I can't remember because, as I told you, how it's 10 dare years ago. you? You should get it tattooed onto you. <laughs> what What should I get tattooed? Like a Shrek face? Shrek? No, the script of Shrek two. Every single line. <laughs> Starting from your forehead, going all the way down to your big toe, and then it, you know, goes all around. It's memento, but like the moment it leads It'd up to is actually thing me to bring watching home from Shrek, a nightclub, yeah. and you go to hook up, and you're getting undressed, and they're just looking at you, and they're going, "Why the fuck does this person have all of these quotes from Shrek 2? And then your your party trick is, "Hey, look, I've got Shrek two tattooed onto me, every line." <laughs> Uh, that is perfect yeah uh maybe we'll do that down the line we'll get the whole script uh to, that must be so many pages though um you must be really talented and able to write uh, i'm actually just i just googled form. the shrek if there's like a script oh, i <laughs> thought you were I gonna can't. google if there's someone who has like a script tattooed onto them i don't think there's the script there's the transcript but there's not the actual script once upon a time in yeah. a kingdom far, far away, the king and the queen were blessed with a beautiful baby girl, and throughout the land, everyone was happy until sun went down. They saw her, and they saw that their daughter was cursed with a frightful enchantment that took hold of every night. Wow, dark. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, we can talk about Shrek uh, at some point on Roll It Again. The thing Roll is, it again. Like, it's it's just gonna like whenever we talk about a movie that we haven't seen or we should rewatch, we're just like, oh, let's do it on Roll It Again. Roll Maybe it again. in four years, in but uh, <laughs> we'll do it at some point. Uh, yeah, whenever that Shrek remake comes out, we'll do it. <laughs> Anyways, let's talk about the new releases of this week, Friday, March 18th. We got a Windfall uh, over on Netflix from Jolly McDowell, uh, the director behind The One I Love, actually another film um, that I can shout out that was quite fun. A man breaks into a tech billionaire's empty vacation home, but things go sideways when the arrogant mogul and his wife arrive for a last-minute getaway. So this is starring Lily Collins, Jason Siegel, and Jesse Plemons. And uh, yeah, we'll be checking that one out and have a review for you, uh, at least a short one, next week. Also over on Netflix, we got the first season of Human Resources, the Big Mouth spinoff uh, set in the world of the monsters, I guess, from that show. And that will be Lachlan at 10 episode season. There you go. But I guess in a comedy format, uh, they're about 20 minutes long anyway. So uh, still a breeze watch, but probably about the same amount of time that it would take to watch a longer six episode series. Uh, then we also got Cheaper by the Dozen. The racuous exploits of a blended family of 12, the Bakers, as they navigate a hectic home life with while simultaneously managing their family business. That's a hard long line to, to what, read for me. We got Zach Braff from Scrubs uh, starring in this. And uh, yeah, Gabrielle Union, who was... Uh, in Bad Boy 2 and 10 Things I Hate About You. And I also saw that she has a credit in a TV show called uh, Gay of Thrones. Um, <laughs> was interesting to see, but um, yeah, that's a Disney Plus uh, release. We also got um, Master on Prime Video, a, a film that I can very much rec uh, recommend. Uh, I caught this one over at Sundance this year. Um, at an elite New England university built on the site of a Salem-era Gallows Hill, 
free black women strive to find their place. Navigating politics and privilege, they encounter increasingly terrifying manifestations of the school's haunted, haunted past and present. And uh, I'm not done yet. There's a lot of releases this week. Also out on Hulu, we got Deep Water with Ben Affleck and Ana de Amas. Uh, we talked about this one and the trailer for it last week. Uh, so yeah, that also comes out on Hulu. And then in limited release, we got X from Ty West, starring Mia Goff, Jenna Ortega, Kit Cudi, and Brittany Snow, um, which is a movie about a film crew uh, shooting an adult film in a uh, abandoned cabin somewhere. I don't know, somewhere Inclusive in Texas, and then uh, the chain breaks loose. Maybe not a chainsaw, but uh, it takes a violent turn. Um, and then finally, out in limited release, we got Alice, which is the story that is very much uh, close to, or it's based on the same story that Antebellum is uh, that came out a couple of years ago. Uh, it stars Kiki Palmer and Common. And I can't recommend this one. Uh, it kind of sucked ass, if I'm being honest. It was pretty bad. Uh, but without further ado, that's it for the news this week. And Lachlan, let's move on to what we've been watching. <laughs> So, Lachlan, what have you been watching? Uh, not a lot. Why? Because I've been busy. Why? Because I... I, I think I, that's your answer every week. I'm every busy. week. We know, yes, Lachlan, that busy. you're busy. I'm a busy boy. Uh, what can I say? I have to watch two movies for this podcast. One movie for my podcast. Well, yeah, yeah, And exactly, then yeah. I've got to maintain a full-time job, prep for the podcast, uh... And here I am with one movie to talk about instead of Ewan, who all he, all he does is when he stops working on this podcast is watch more movies. I also have and, two and jobs and a full-time student. And, and I listen to, yeah, yeah no, never mind. This is this is us, us venting that we have busy lives, which is We're so fine. busy. Anyways, <laughs> oh my God, feel for us. <laughs> oh my God. Well, you know what would help? If you, if you would rate this podcast five stars and maybe like share it. <laughs> Give it a like. I would actually go a long way. In I can see why you work behind so the easier. camera and not in front of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, talk about Mulan, man. Uh, Mulan <laughs> is just great. Um, yeah. Can you guess which Mulan I watched? Oh, I assume it's got to be the original. <laughs> why would you think that? Because who in their right mind would watch the remake? For whatever, uh, for what reason? Well, exactly because uh, it was my girlfriend's choice. She decided oh. to watch, watch Mulan. Oh, she was like, great, watch great Mulan. choice, great cool. choice. Yes, so yes, great choice. We watched we watched the Mulan original movie, and it's fucking fun as always. I'm just yeah, yeah. I haven't got much to say because if you've seen the original, it is quite good. Uh, mm -hmm. Great story, great songs, great uh, animation overall. Uh, it's just fun. So <laughs> it's yeah. how I enter every call that we are in. I just go, let's get down to business. I'm trying to think of another song that I could have made a joke to, but I can't remember. Anyways, uh, yeah, that was good. Good. Yeah, good movie. that's all I've got. That's yeah. all I've got. Other than that, uh, well, I played a little bit of Horizon, but I'm too busy yeah. to play Horizon. So I just want to finish <laughs> Horizon so I can play Elden Ring and then I'm too busy to do any of it. So I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if you have the endurance to play. I, I know I wouldn't have the endurance to to stay with Elden Ring. Elden Ring is going to be the game I play for the next like six months once I start it. I'm, I'm a rage quitter. I cannot. I, I just, I don't think you're I could a, do it. You're barely a rage starter. <laughs> I'm very calm and collected most of the time. That is true. Uh, but I watched a couple of things. I, I caught up with some series or I guess Pam and Tommy um, finished How the show uh, about uh, about the sex tape leak from Tam Tommy Lee Jones. No, not Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Imagine Tommy Lee Jones and Pamela Anderson. 
<laughs> it's an actual Tommy Lee face here. Sex tape. <laughs> Um, it, it is Tommy Lee though, so that that is a common mistake that you could probably make. It's still kind of funny, uh, I guess. But uh, yeah, played by Lily James and Sebastian Stan. Um, I think the show has the potential to go into an interesting direction of like taking someone's property and like and uh, privacy and taking that away, putting it onto the internet, and uh, it, like it dramatizes that part quite well. I thought the show just left a lot of potential on the table and didn't really go in very interesting places uh but i think it's a it's a nice showcase for the makeup and the performances especially uh lily james i guess gets a bit more to shine as well and and yeah i think it was a fun watch but i wouldn't say there's anything that you take away from it other than it than it was entertaining and then i caught up with upload season two uh that's a show about like a future where people when they die or before they die they can upload their consciousness into like this thing and it's it's like very much a commentary on i guess capitalist structures and how you would then be kind of you know put into an order depending on how much money you make like it's very much that but also underlined with comedic bits uh, i thought that season two was quite weak uh season one was quite entertaining i thought that the second season was a bit lacking um and then i caught up with pieces of her which is a uh, netflix show starring tony collette and that's the only reason i watched it i heard some mid things about it that it wasn't that great but i thought gotta check it out it's tony collette and uh i thought it was even worse than what people described i thought the show was very generic very much just the thing that you expect while never going into any deeper way because it's like about this um initially it starts out with like someone being um shot at like a, a boyfriend shooting her, her girlfriend that uh like her uh, his ex um and then the main character i guess tony collette reacts to it in a way that's like uncovering a mystery and it becomes that whole thing the whole way through where you like i uh, just like this intrigue and that intrigue and that backstory and it was just kind of boring if i'm being honest and they're not even done after this first season um they set it up to be in a season two and uh yeah not the biggest fan uh but something i actually want to talk about i i kind of want to just like dump all of those shows out because they were just kind of mid uh i uh like last week we talked about you know um a bunch of albums that we really enjoy and creators and i caught up with tyler that creator i finished up all of his uh, discography and i also uh, listened to pretty much everything from frank ocean other than the unreleased album i'm about halfway through that one that's just out uh you can find it maybe somewhere on youtube um but yeah look i just wanted to ask you i think we talked about this last week already with your favorite title the creator song or no did we just talk about Ken i think we just talked about kendrick um but do you yeah. have like a favorite album of his i know that um you you really uh like his um you know, no, never mind yeah i really i mean we're not a music podcast but i really do like Tyler the creator's style and just a lot of his i just find a, his music not just his like lyrics but the actual music itself very calming and crazy sometimes i just actually like the producing side of him as well um oh yeah i'd say probably my favorite album uh i really liked flower boy but i've also mm -hmm. really liked igor quite a bit but i'd probably yeah. still go back to flower boy each time because i just found that album just to be overall just a really good album yeah, that's what I that's what I thought when we talked about it last week. You mentioned that, and I hadn't gotten through Igor and Call Me If You Get Lost. Mm. And call it recency bias, but I think for me it is Call Me If You Get Lost because I listened through, I guess, Igor and Call Me If You Get Lost, and immediately after, because I do still 
I guess kind of rank everything and I have my notes and like a neat little Excel spreadsheet. I, I know I sound like a crazy person saying that, but uh, I gave it like a 10 out of 10 immediately. It was like, oh, this is fucking perfect. And Flower Boy was to me like a 9 out of 10. I really still loved it. But pretty much like every song from Call Me If You Get Lost has now a, a, like a like on Spotify and is in my rotation. Um, And uh, yeah, I, I especially <laughs> I love Hot Wind Blows because it mentions Geneva and I feel like hey, he's saying Switzerland. That's nice. That's nice. Come to Switzerland, Tyler. And then I looked it up and... Well, to my surprise, Tyler, the creator, is coming to Switzerland this year. And Ayo. he's coming to the literal city uh, that I live in. This little town, because we have, like, one of the uh, biggest... Um, well, we have an open-air um, rap festival that's, like, one of the biggest ones in Europe. And he's going to be the main act of the first night. So, uh, uh, yeah, I'm getting some tickets. And Hell I'm definitely yeah. going to see him live. So I'm looking forward to that. And I'll, I'll report back to you. That's going to be in July. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> Very much looking forward to that. Um, and yeah, I think if you haven't listened to these creators, I, I'll just list a couple of my favorite tracks so you might be able to check them out. So this feels like a productive segment of the podcast. Uh, I'd say Hot Wind Blows is amazing. Massa, Manifesto, Mama Talk, which is just like, uh, no, wait, that's just a short thing in between. Blessed as well. Uh, Wilshire, I think, A Magic Wand, uh, A Boy is a Gun, November, and I Fucking Hate You. Um, that's some of my favorites there. I don't know if you want to add uh, a favorite of yours to that list, Lachlan, for people to go uh, listen to. I've always liked 911. Which I guess ties into to Frank Ocean because he's also on that track and uh, I caught up with him. I mean, there's only two albums that he did. I especially love uh, Lost and Bad Religion, but then there's also his bigger songs like Pink and White, uh, Super Rich Kids, uh, Ivy, um, some great stuff. Uh, in the debate of, I don't know if this is even relevant, but like in the debate of uh, which album do you prefer? But yeah, which one do you go with? If Blonde or Channel Orange, what's your uh, preferred blonde. album well, to I listen really, to? I really enjoy Blonde quite a bit. I, I like our dynamic then because I'm contrasting it by picking Channel Orange. I really uh, love that album. Um, But yeah, I, I, I have really enjoyed getting into uh, musicians and this was supposed to be a monthly thing, so it doesn't overtake the, what we've been watching segment but uh <laughs> i i decided to make this a whole rap month because we we're like about halfway through and uh i started to listen to kit cuddy now uh so that's been my life um but yeah that's it for what we've been watching or listening to i guess so uh let's get into turning red Thirteen-year-old May is experiencing the awkwardness of being a teenager with a twist. When she gets too excited, she transforms into a giant red panda. That's turning red from Domi Shi, the hundred-minute-long new Pixar film now streaming over on Disney Plus and Disney Plus only. It's not in theaters. Well, I guess it's it is in theaters in places where Disney Plus isn't available, but mainly it's not in theaters at all. Uh, which I guess we'll get into that later on. We talked about it last week already. Uh, it, it is a bit odd to us. Uh, anyways, overall, um, to no surprise to anyone whatsoever, a Pixar film usually does good in the ranking and the reviews. So. Uh, 
on Letterboxd, it's currently sitting at a 3.8 on IMDb, a 7.1, and on Metacritic, an 83. Uh, just the consensus has been so far that critics really like this film. Audiences are not responding as positively with it. And uh, Lachlan, where do you land on that discussion? I land in the middle. That's right. I'm neutral. That's right. I'm Switzerland. <laughs> Hey, we also I have like a that. red white flag. So technically you are turning red for this if you say turning you are red. Switzerland. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Could also be turning into a communist, but we won't say that joke. But yeah, I think I land in on a similar spot than you do. I think I'm pretty down the middle, which for Pixar is is kind of I guess on the lower tier because they usually have that higher quality. I just didn't connect with it in a way that maybe the movie needed me to. Um with uh we'll get into spoilers uh, we won't we We'll do a bit of non-spoiler and then we'll definitely get into spoilers because it's so widely available to everyone on Disney Plus now. Um, but it uh, it introduces these characters that are quite, you know, they're a lot. She's a lot. Her friends are a lot. Her mother's a lot. It's just a lot. And it's like, you could obviously go for, that's just how, you know, the world at that age for a 13-year-old could be experienced, that everything is so much, everything is so intense. I just thought that like it was just it was just a bit overbearing for me where I, I got very annoyed and didn't really connect with any of those characters uh, by the end. Um, so it got me a bit out of it. I don't know what your experience was, Lachlan. I'm completely in the same boat. I feel like my rating would be higher if I could personally connect to this film a little bit more. Yeah. Which is why I guess I've sat kind of in the meh category um, mm. where I think it's really well crafted. I think it's like overall the story yeah. is fun. The characters are fun. The... Uh, uh, animation is again it's it's awesome uh like any pixar film uh i think that the majority of this film works however this mm -hmm. film is not made for me so i really don't have a connection to this film at all i can appreciate it and i can understand that there's definitely this is made for a particular audience more a younger audience but also this is the asian american experience or i guess asian canadian because i'm pretty sure they're in toronto um, they're, yeah they're in toronto yeah but it's that experience of asian culture mixed in with western culture and how that kind of you know it conflicts with i guess as a, as a younger uh person how the cultures can clash where it's yeah. like you know the, the stereotype of like asian parents are strict while some uh white parents aren't as strict um you can definitely see that being played with uh yeah her friends um exactly yeah i i, but, th I think it also like the stereotypes are quite strong but uh, it does come from a place where it feels very personal to the director at least like how it's how it's portrayed like there's there's moments where it's very over the top that actually like got me out of the whole experience but i think those were maybe authentic to uh like how it is perceived uh for a person so like you can identify with it quite quite a bit um i think i think i connected with the film on that level as well i, I thought the whole uh part of just discovering your, yourself and your own path was maybe done in a way where I thought that the other forces that kind of went against her going her own way were too over the top at times where it didn't feel like it's actually like a, a path that she's going down, but it's more the story needs to go that way. Um, so I thought it it needed to be a bit more intimate, a bit smaller. Uh, we won't spoil it yet, but like towards the end, you know, it gets very big. 
and I don't think it needed to be to go that big because essentially the story is so much about her just wanting to go to a concert and basically that's the whole story and to a 13 year old at that time that might be the biggest thing in her life like ever and um, I think that is something that's super relatable uh, and it goes across like uh, like gender race or uh, like even um, location where you grow up uh, and I think it does that part quite well it's just that <laughs> being a 13 year old and listening to a 13 year old is exhausting and annoying <laughs> so you know yeah. <laughs> it can get a bit much after after a bit of time uh, but I agree the, the animation style is great uh, I, I I liked it uh, it's very I guess Pixar-esque still and I, I after it I turned to my brother who I, I watched this with and I was like I, I noticed myself preferring like hand-drawn animation over digital animation I'm like oh my god I'm becoming a person that's like oh the old days were better <laughs> we just did the hot hand-drawn thing <laughs> a bit but um yeah I, I, it looks it looks stunning it's very vibrant but um I don't know if I'm of this animation style the biggest fan of you want to get into spoilers yeah luckily let's get into uh spoilers and maybe uh more specifically what what worked and what didn't work uh, if you're thinking about certain scenes I have one in mind that springs to me immediately just the one where the mother mega shows panda. up to school oh. with the <laughs> different scene. I'm thinking mega panda. I mega panda also so didn't fun. work. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, like the Toronto version of Godzilla, I guess. Sorry, no, you go. Panzilla. What, 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 what do you think didn't work? It's the it's the pads that she brings and she's like doing mm -hmm. this very embarrassing thing to May, and it's very obvious that it's like even from her perspective, she although there's a distance between them and she's like. You know, there's, there's the generational thing of, like, I want to please the person who has birthed me and, like, that that guilt that comes with it. And I think that part is, is like, understandably relatable, especially uh, in, in Asian cultures where that is way more ingrained and it's not even a stereotype. I thought it was just done in a way where I couldn't take it to... I was, it was played for, like, to the superla superlative, like, comedic effect. And um, I thought that it happens a couple of times where the connection between mother and daughter is sacrificed for a visual gag that is like hitting a bit more obviously and um yeah i wasn't the biggest fan of that but what about yours mega panda uh well i was gonna say mega panda is like my favorite part because it just instantly right. turned into a godzilla movie it, uh, it, it, and it i had fun then, with yeah. that which i was very confused on how you become a bigger panda like i want to know the law on how you become that big yeah uh, however i'll let that pass uh <laughs> i want to now i also want to say that the representation of of boy bands was also on point to the point oh, that yeah. I was like I can't tell if this is a boy band Very much from America too. or Korea uh, because <laughs> they nail it perfectly it's like the perfect yeah. mix of uh, like uh, what are they called uh, NSYNC and uh, BTS yeah. like it was yeah, a perfect yeah. combination of them um, for me I as much as I enjoyed the film I didn't think the mother had to be the villain yeah. like that much by the end like mm -hmm. it, it was definitely like this relationship they're trying to do it together and then she becomes the villain and it's the dad that comes in last minute to try to like you know you should do what you want to do yada 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 yeah, yeah um yeah. and he plays a, 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 not a big part in this story at all so it kind of sucks mm -hmm. that he's the guy that comes in he's the quiet one but i mean i can see how they why they do it because he's like you know quiet and doesn't say much of his like, it's not his opinion because it's her 
her family that has this issue, not his. So, and I, and I did enjoy that, you know, uh, the grandmother wasn't, didn't approve of their relationship as well. And she was mad. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that backstory part. But for me, the fact that the mum becomes the bad guy at the end, I didn't think was necessary. Uh, whether like in a very like literal sense, you mean that they're like fighting her? Yeah. I don't know why. I thought you liked become... Mega Panda. I did. Hey, I thought it was back funny. paddling now. I thought it was funny. <laughs> it was that very it was funny. Mega Panda. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't know if it worked yeah. story wise. I didn't think yeah, it worked story wise that it was like the mum became the bad person. So for me, uh, like, I like the film. As I said, the reason it's not getting higher stars is that just I can't connect to it as well as some other people. I'm not denying, like, I'm not saying it's a bad movie because I do think it mm. is a fun movie. For those who are giving it negative reviews um, from an audience perspective, it might be because they can't connect to it either and they just think it's a bad movie because they can't connect to it. Uh, I want to separate myself from that and say, no, I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it's a good movie, just it's not a movie for me. But right. it's a fun yeah. movie, has its flaws. It's not perfect, but it is fun. And Backstreet yeah. Boys are good. <laughs> Backstreet Boys are amazing. Honestly, I was actually grooving to some of the songs. I'm not a big K-pop yeah. person because like, I just don't groove with K-pop. And I know that someone commented, was like, how can you listen to music that you don't understand? And I was like, well, I have no idea what they're singing because I can't really like, I don't have subtitles <laughs> on, but I am grooving yeah. what they're doing right now. <laughs> their, their moves are making me like hot and heavy. Yeah, like I, I found it very funny when they came back in in that final They're gyrating? It's <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it didn't really make any sense, but uh, I guess it, I don't no. know. It was... It was a interesting Actually, that choice. was funny. That was funny. Doesn't matter what you sing. Yeah. Your mum's like, your, your grandmother's a, whatever he says, tr- like a old school or whatever. And then Backstreet Boys come in and sing their fucking song and it just works <laughs> with the rhythm. Like, ah, oh. like that all came, came together and I was like, okay, that's pretty good. I'll give it that. But it's very yeah. funny. There was like this one scene where she goes berserk in the city and she's jumping over rooftops and I couldn't help but think of like uh, when she was jumping over and the guy was like looking up at her flying over. I was like, oh my God, is this going to be a Pompoko moment and it's just going to be giant balls hanging? <laughs> I was like, Jesus. no, I want to go back to watch Pompoko and <laughs> from Hayao Miyazaki, which wouldn't make sense just because she's a girl panda and it's a Disney film. It's a Pixar film. Uh, but still, it's like, hey, they did that in the other movie and I found it kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I I think there's like some other issues with it as well, where I thought it was just uh, a bit too over the top, a bit too generic. And that's why I didn't connect with it. I think you can still have like interesting themes um, and then not do them well. And I think this movie did them decently. I wouldn't say that it's just like that I didn't connect with it. And that's why I think it's a like mediocre film. I just think it's a mediocre film. And I think that Pixar has been putting out pretty mediocre work for, for a while now. Um, to surprisingly, I guess, to a lot of people. No, I guess, no, Soul was definitely pretty good. Never mind. I take that back. And that was not too long ago. Um, but yeah, Luca was pretty, uh, pretty mid to, to disappointing um and uh, yeah uh I, i'm i'm skeptical that uh that they have the same quality that they had uh, a, a while ago uh but hopefully they'll they'll uh, i'll connect with a, a new upcoming movie of theirs um like i did with those uh, older classics um do you want to give your rating for uh, Three out turning of five. red i gave it a 2.5 out of 5 and uh yeah if you want to go check it out it is streaming on disney plus right now uh but luckily let's move on to a film that we both really enjoyed and that is Coconada's new film after Yang. Come on Yang. What are you doing? Come on. 
When his young daughter's beloved companion, an android named Yang, malfunctions, Jake searches for a way to repair him. In the process, Jake discovers the life that has been passing in front of him, reconnecting with his wife and a daughter across a distance he didn't know was there. That already sounds beautiful. <laughs> And yeah. represents the whole movie quite quite poignantly. Although the last sentence, I don't think it's like that much about him connecting again with uh, his family. But anyways, it's a bigger thing. I love this film. Um, critics have also loved it, at least on two out of the three platforms that uh, we shared uh, the ratings with. On, on Letterboxd, it has a solid four. On Metacritic, a 79. And on IMDb, surprisingly, a 6.7. Uh, don't ask me why. I do not know. I tried to figure out if there's like, you know, I looked at it, if the demographics, like age thing, I couldn't really find a uh, like skewing um, group that just dislikes this film. Uh, but it does have quite a few one-star ratings as well, which was quite surprising to me. Uh, <clears throat> um, we really urge people to go see this film. Um, it's currently streaming on Showtime and might be playing in some theaters as well uh go seek it out uh we'll try and keep this review spoiler free but i do want to talk about like certain moments specifically uh so it's a bit hard to not spoil this thing a film by talking about it because so much about it is just the experience um so yeah you might be a bit spoiled just i guess a slight spoiler warning uh but do check out the film i think it's really worth your time and one of the best films of the film so uh, uh one of the best films of the year so far so luckily what are your general thoughts on after Yang having it seen um, earlier today. I wasn't excited for this movie. I didn't have a uh, drive to watch this as soon as I could get my hands on it. I thought yeah. the trailer looked interesting and I thought the concept looked pretty pretty cool and I read the synopsis that you read out and I was like, hey, mm -hmm. that's that sounds like an interesting film and I just didn't, like, I wasn't excited for it. So yeah. going into this uh, completely neutral, I was again, very happy that it was only an hour and a half. If you know me, I like <laughs> <laughs> hour and a yeah. half in and out movies great experience kind of situation mm -hmm. and i like colin farrell quite a bit especially after yeah. seeing him recently in the batman but one of my number like four movies that i have on letterbox is in bruges so i i just love his performances throughout uh his uh career he has an interesting mm -hmm. career by the way but you know a very interesting him. career yeah, yeah very interesting career um <laughs> but i really do like him and overall i didn't know many of the other actors in this unfortunately uh and yeah, i didn't even know uh what, what's his name Kogamata? Koganada, yeah. He, he, his most notable other film is uh, Columbus, and uh, he he did a bunch of that. That's pretty much the other thing. This like is his second uh, full on feature. He did mm. like a bunch of um, like montages for a journal. Like I, I watched them recently. They're really well put together. Like he's he's definitely a, like a film scholar who's uh, very much comes with the background of studying film, um, not just film production, which mm. like to me is really intriguing because it gives me the inspiration to do some stuff as well. Because is like kind of going down a similar route a anyways uh not to um <laughs> Not to take away from what you were saying. No, no, uh, we're gonna go down. We're gonna go down this avenue now. It's become a therapy session. How do you think that? Um, huh. Yes, uh, uh, but I don't know. Time is fleeting, and we all die. Like That's my go-to thing. Um, like tears in the rain, exactly. Fitting, fitting that you bring fitting. that up because, like, you know, there's some parallels to 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 Blade Runner to draw from. You know, that you could draw from it. Oh, like this movie is a number of things. It is yeah. one like beautiful cinematography i think that the visual look of this film is incredible and i've always personally loved the use of aspect ratios where's and 
because yeah. he does it all the time. And I've always loved the use of it to the point that in my notes, I've got my notes to the side here. I've actually written that if I'm ever wanting to explain how aspect ratio can affect a feel of a film, I will show them this film from now on because That's I feel like compliment well. the way that it does yeah. the cinemascope for the majority of the film, mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the phone call or the communication yeah, the between smaller frame. Uh, husband and wife with the four by three and then yeah. the the memories that he explores um in full 16 by 9 and yeah. it gives it that home video feel and mm-hmm. that instantly allows you to connect it goes okay this is the story this is a moment that you should take into consideration because it's emotional development between these two characters and it's not letting you focus on the background just on their conversation mm-hmm. and then you've got the 16 by 9 which gives this more natural video home like home video feel and i and i was just blown yeah. away by that on top of that beautiful cinematography incredible and thought-provoking story which yeah. this story like is subtle it's not very like this is what it's going to mean it's going to go through a whole bunch of different directions it, you know mm-hmm. in the trailer i think it says these things have spyware and it, and it doesn't really go no it doesn't go down the drought yeah that. and i was like because i saw that in the trailer and they said that really early on and i was like oh it's going to go down this path where this corporation's going to come in and it's going to be all fucked up it never goes down that path it stays on this story between this family and i found that so fascinating that it doesn't go down that route it it it, like hints at it and you know Mm -hmm. that comes into my other note where it's like the world building is subtle it's not in your face they're building this you know uh, not too distant future world uh and it's got these really cool sci-fi aspects to it um and then just amazing acting like Mm -hmm. all the characters perform incredibly from colin farrell all the way down to the young little girl whose name's slipping from me uh uh, um, Malaya, Emma, and then I can't pronounce her la- last name. Uh, we That's would a very hard it. last name. That's uh, a very hard last name. Uh, um, but Mika. Andrew the, yeah, uh, I... The, the young actress We should. Mika. We can edit like a, a um, voice-generated thing. For the video... <laughs> For the video people, we'll just have it on display. Yeah, we'll have it on display. You'll see her audio, face. We'll just play a cl- little clip. Exactly. <laughs> um, even her performance was was incredible. So yeah. uh, for me, uh, hmm. my note that I'll let you have a look at that I wrote in my book, if it's going to let me focus on it, is it's everything I want with a movie. It's everything you want from a movie? Is that like a sp- grammar error? Yeah, it's a grammar <laughs> error. I'm, I'm, writing I'm notes kidding. I'm I'm kidding. I'm just... But like, I just, yeah, that, sorry, I didn't like, want to be rude. That was rude. <laughs> Grammar Nazi coming out of nowhere. Um, uh, yeah, it's everything that I I want from a film. Mm-hmm. That is high praise, and you know we we were talking this morning uh, or get like earlier today. Okay, do you want to start recording? And I was like, uh, I can start a bit early, and people were like, No, I need a bit more time to um, collect after seeing this film. Yeah, and I've only I was just like, come off watching this. Yeah, uh, and I rewatched it as well uh, last night. I saw it uh, at Sundance, um, and I couldn't really take it in, especially like visually as well. They did this thing at Sundance where you if you watch with chrome they had you like hard locked at 480p or something like that and it, it didn't you couldn't fully appreciate the look of it and now seeing it uh from showtime it is oh, it looks stunning this movie so is good. amazing um it has so many 4K. moving moments give me the 4k right yeah. now it's definitely a movie that's gonna land on criterion fairly soon it has like that type of quality it's again classic a24 just bringing it just bringing it delivering it and I think what Kogan 
Granada does so well, especially also in Columbus, because that one is so much just observing architecture. You have a lead character who's, by the way, also in this film, uh, Heidi Lou Richardson, um, and she's into uh, architecture. And a lot of the film is just like observing that and appreciating it. Here, it, it was also so much about observing this family um, and observing moments, observing time, um, how you remember stuff, how you forget it. Uh, your own identity. There's so many, like you said, there's so many themes that I deeply, like everyone can just connect with immediately, even if you don't like, because a bigger aspect is also like more specifically um, Asian identity, you know? But there's also like a bigger scope that everyone can connect with, with just how you remember stuff. And I think the, jo the choice of having overlapping moments where people say stuff and they're different because like they remember them differently or each time maybe they remember it's different. I don't know exactly how I was to take that 100%, but I think it's also beautiful to leave it up to interpretation, uh, how literal you were supposed to take um, the, the, those like repeats. But I, I don't know about you, but the first time he cues up the montage from the memories and like that, that beautiful, subtle little piano music starts playing. I was like right back into it. And I, by the end of it, when he's just looking at his own reflection, like Yang is looking at his reflection, just for that brief moment where he smiles a bit. I was like, tears were coming down my face. I was like, this shit is fucking odd. That's so beautiful. Uh, so I, I love this film. Um, and, and, and yeah, uh, I think, yeah, I, I, I said my piece. We have a couple of like other notes as well. We definitely want to get into more stuff. Um, maybe something I already talked about, about one of my favorite moments. Um, then Lachlan, do you have a, another, uh, scene that, uh, stuck out to you? That's, that stands out to you? I mean, I love the dance routine. Does that count? Yeah. Did you notice that, um, I think all of the people in that dance routine, like show up later in the film. Yeah. Like it's, I thought that all was such a nice touch that I didn't pick up on when I watched it at Sundance and I saw no one really talk about it. And then, uh, yeah, more recently I was like, oh, hey, <laughs> you seem familiar. Uh, I thought that was a nice touch. Like, that's the connecting thing that they also have. And it's never addressed again. It's just like this one-off thing that I guess is really big in this universe. Uh, but, but yeah, overall, it like doesn't mean anything. It's just like something that everyone does. Uh, so that was nice. I think to me, uh, there was also like a scene earlier on where Yang and um, Yang and Ada, uh, Yang and Mika are just... Um, outside and looking at like branches that are like attached to another tree and to me like that was a very obvious um metaphor or allegory he was making with like you can attach yourself to a tree and about adoption and maybe your own identity mm. being grown from someone else's but you still know that you are from a different branch you're from a different tree like that kind of uh that, that played into the asian identity theme or maybe even just like overall identity uh with adoption or just like even if you are from the tree you can still feel like you're not part of the tree uh so i thought that that was just like very literal like the most literal this movie probably gets with its metaphors but still it, it was brought down to um the level of this kid uh so she understands it and i thought that was that was very nice like showing that connection between yang and mika and um explaining to us why to her losing him is such a big loss uh, because she truly has connected with him um, over his like I guess initial attended purpose which is just like a facts machine about her heritage you know um, that's basically what he's what he's there for to um, make it easier to um, for her to to uh, be connected um, to her her own heritage while being with people who don't sh share that same
same um, um, nationality. Uh, yeah, that was just a, a nicely done. Um, do think, you have another moment that you like? If my, like, it's, again, yep. it's a moment. It's the montage. The first, like, big montage you get of his memories mm -hmm. is just phenomenal. And then uh, that there was just, like, music was perfect. Oh, yeah. The shots felt like they were just, like, a kid with a camera who's learning, which is essentially what Yang is. It's, like, he's in mm -hmm. adult form, but he's such a childlike conscious AI. It's it's an interesting idea. Um, mm -hmm. And that's kind of where you get, where you get that home video feel um i think that would be my favorite moment but i also really enjoy uh the conversation between uh the, the conversation about tea i thought that was yeah really good and the conversation about the butterflies with uh, yeah everyone kind of gets Jody their moment Turner's like character like mika gets the one about branches and she does get a couple more i, I can't specifically think i think it's branches the main one and then jake about the tea and i thought that was so much about the senses and it's the first time we really get to experience that double layer of uh, of memories and recollection and it kind mm. of blends to where's the memory from uh, Jake where's the memory from Yang that he's yeah, now watching mm. right and then I to me the best moment in the entire film is the conversation about butterflies between Kira and Yang so uh, good. it is it is so good because it's it, it's so interesting because we don't get as much from her as we get from Jake right no. throughout this entire film she's mainly shown as um, like they, they are definitely at, at a crossroads in their relationship Relationship where they don't agree on how to parent uh, Mika the same way and they're usually frustrated with whatever the other person does because it kind of goes against what they were going for but this whole movie is also like grounded in such a, a, a like a, this this future is so calm um, and it never really escalates like there's no one ever shouting although they are fighting it's almost like whisper like when they like, obviously not not that much but it feels like that because it's so toned down um, that it, it just makes it so easy to observe these people and and um, I thought that was just like beautifully done. And then um, them just talking about uh, the like him being being honest in the conversation if he he cannot be honest, right? And it's like the whole thing of uh, of existing um, and uh, at the end of um, life, like you know what that does to you. And I think the quote that he then says, uh, "There's no something without nothing." It is damn to that to like that that comes from a, from an AI it is beautiful. And I did try and find out if it actually is uh, attributed to that Chinese philosopher that she then mentions. Um, I think it's not. I think uh, what he most closely said is like doing nothing is better than being busy doing nothing. That's from Lao Tzu. Um, I don't know if it's like the quote is from somewhere else, um, but yeah it's just a very beautiful moments that they share and i think it also shows yang almost being emotional about something so like it, it does the the world of is ai becoming conscious or like this this uh, creation i don't know how they call him again but i mean in the, it's also clones in this techno, world techno humans i think they call it or something like that something like that yeah but yeah i think that like the whole blade runner comparison of having these creatures who become kind of sentient is um are they sentient or are they just like uh having certain moments be striking to them and it doesn't need to be answered that we can say concrete like you know there's the line and now they are conscious beings and they're like fully aware of it but it's like the interactions that they have with 
the people and like what yang chooses to remember uh is it, it's very beautiful um because like it feels just like some a kid and uh, that's observing stuff um and uh, yeah i don't want to get into the plot line of where yang like that involves yang a bit more i think that's like at the end of the day the core of the story and i definitely encourage people to go check it out themselves uh get the 4k blu-ray <laughs> get showtime and watch it i don't know go to the theater and see it i think this is definitely a film worth checking out and luckily i i, I believe you probably agree with me there Oh, 100%. Yeah. So uh, where would you land on 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 a rating for for After Yang? I gave it a 5 out of 5. Wow. A rare 5 out of 5. Nice. Mm -hmm. Actually, have you seen my review? I haven't seen your review yet. Jump on Letterboxd really quickly. Yes. And go to my profile. Um, I could just see Mulan right now. Three and a half for Mulan. Oh, no. You should go go up to my favorite films really quickly. Oh, damn. It's right next to Blade Runner 2049. That's After Yang and Moonrise. Kingdom I feel bad. I kicked out it in wow. Bruges, but I couldn't kick out Moonrise Kingdom. Yep. So essentially, got another Colin Firth film in there, so it's fine. Yeah, <gasps> no, I it's Pharrell. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, Sorry, I had to bring that joke in. in Bruges, and I've now yeah. put After Yang, and that's in my uh, top four favorite films. I haven't written a review Crazy. yet. Might do that, but uh, yeah, that's where I land. I thought that's the most uh, positive feedback that i can give this movie isn't for everybody i can definitely yeah. see this oh, yeah, being sure. like i can see critics liking this more than a lot of audiences if you like your action stuff don't watch this however thought-provoking films and just overall well-crafted stories uh definitely give this a watch that's gonna be right up your alley yeah exactly i agree it's my type of film and when i initially saw it out of sundance um it, it was at the top of my sundance list and it's other than The Worst Person in the World, which I do still prefer. I think it's the best film I've seen in a long time as well. Um, I'm, I'm moving up to uh, 4.5 out of 5 as well. It's Ooh. not quite there yet, uh, quite there for me with the 5 out of 5 because I thought that um, the Mika, the little girl, was not selling me um, at, at pretty much all the moments. Other than heard, the final moments, first, guys. You I am kids. hating on kids. I do hate kids. Ewan hates kids. <laughs> He hates uh, yeah. children. He hates the fact that they can't perform. God. Yeah, they are uh, terrible. Um, <laughs> get rid of them <laughs> and just get clones. You know, we don't <laughs> we don't need kids in the future. No. Um. Yeah, she didn't really sell me. Uh. She 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 was great though. I think it was a first uh acting role. Um. But compared to the other three, which really connected with me, a lot of the moments felt like it's just a girl, uh, like a kid running lines. Um. Which took me out of it a bit. So that kind of takes it away from being like this like all-time favorite of mine um so sorry uh, but the movie still is is amazing so go check it out it's still uh it's, it doesn't really take much away from it, it was just like a me thing maybe it was just a me thing anyways um i think that brings us to the end of today's show uh next week it's, it's a bit still up in the air what we'll do because as you heard earlier with the new releases there's a shit ton of new stuff uh i, I thought we were going to do operation uh, operation fortune rooster lager that's why we are doing a guy Ritchie film but apparently that movie doesn't have an australian and and swiss release date i don't know if it's still coming out in the states uh, they pulled it i don't know there was never an announcement and i just couldn't find it anywhere and it, i had it locked 
there. So we'll see. Uh, there's also other movies like Windfall, Deep Water, uh, Fresh. Uh, we'll definitely um, talk about one of these films um, next week. And we'll have our Oscar predictions because we are planning to do a special episode uh, once the Oscars have wrapped and give our reactions to it. But for that, to be prepared for it, we, of course, have to share what we think uh, will win and maybe what, what we think should win as well. Uh, so that will be what's going on next week. Um, yeah, in the meantime, don't forget to drop those five-star reviews on uh, the podcast app of your choice and uh, leave us a like over on YouTube if you haven't done already. And maybe go subscribe to the Clips channel and uh, our main channel. Uh, you can find that link below as well. It's Quiet On Set Podcast. Uh, you can also join our Discord um, for the announcement of the World Editor Again Film Club and all of that stuff over there. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter, set underscore quiet, on Instagram, quiet on set podcast, and on TikTok, quiet on set. <laughs> so all of our socials, you can find link below, as well as the personal socials for myself and Lachlan um, too. Oh yeah, I forgot the letterboxed. Uh, it looks really nice to post a video version of the podcast there because it's like this big post that is just like, you know, the thumbnail uh, of it, which brings me to us. Uh, Lachlan, um, we won't do this on the show. We probably will do it after, but we have to get into the YouTube game and pull a bunch of uh, thumbnail faces now, which oh. uh, is going to be interesting. Oh, no. I'm not really looking forward to it. Uh, maybe we'll push it to another week. Maybe I can right. grab another one from, from this recording. Mm -hmm.